Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, the podcast where two very insightful and intelligent sisters... Well, one, me, Rosemary McCabe, and Sorry, my sister, I was about to say, McCabe. where two very insightful and intelligent sisters do not make any kind of entrance and instead you're going to have to listen to myself and my sister, Beatrice and Rosemary. If you don't know already, we have now got a Patreon where for $5 a month you can sign up and get a super special extra party bonus episode every single week. So some months you'll get five for just $5 a month. That's at patreon.com slash not without my sister. Today we thought we would talk about how we feel about emigration. Now that I'm an old hand, having been in America for a year and a half, and you're an even older hand, having emigrated how long ago? 20 years? What? 16 Absolute years? 17 years? Bint face. Yes, <laughs> it's almost 20 years. 20 it? something years. 21 years. Yeah. Twenty-one years, and I still think I'm going back. You're not. I am. The El Sod. You know, people very frequently ask me, like, "What'll you do if Beatrice goes back?" When? Get it in your head. When? What'll you do? You can't What'll you go do back. when? No, you no. What, what's going to happen is you. No. The plan is. And I'm oh. in array. What'll you do? No. The plan. The plan is, you're going to get your citizenship. Mom and Dad are going to get their old people green cards. And then we're all going to be here and delighted. Oh, I'm going to be in Ireland. They're going to be six months here and six months there. And then we'll all be delighted. I don't you, think they'd be delighted with that. They'd be delighted. Dad you wouldn't be mean, able to bring his plane over every six months. He, if he gets a green card, oh yeah, he can be here. Be here at, all the time. Like. Zoom, yeah. they, they don't want to come over here. Like they don't have their friends and their social circles. And they're, they're too old to be starting over in a country. In a, How dare you? But I mean, like they have such robust social know, circles. They're not coming over. They're not coming here to live. They'll come, but at least a green card would allow them to come whenever they want for yes. however long they want. Especially yeah. as we're discovering now during this pandemic, not having a green card is a major barrier to entry. Correct. And Don and I recently went to look at our passports and realized that nearly all of them are out of date and the baby doesn't have one yet. So we have to go and renew them. She and won't be with, going anywhere for a while with the Well, kids. we'd go to Ireland to see Grand and Grandpa if they can't come here. Even if the kids weren't vaccinated, would you go, do you think? No, I would prefer not to, yeah. right? So I think it'll be a while, so don't worry but about it. But I mean, it. wearing masks, I potentially would. Yes, I would bring them. Like if if President Biden, as mother, mother's best friend, Joe, Joe, Joe mom's best friend, Joe. I mean, can't even. So we were planning to see if there was any way to get in, to get mom and dad in. You know, recently there was an announcement that ban on travel, incoming travel from the Schengen areas was not about to be lifted. And we had inquired as to, you know, what we might need to submit in terms of papers, etc., documents. To get a humanitarian exemption through the embassy in yes. Dublin, basically, yeah. So I'm talking to mom on the phone. I go, have you got that letter from your doctor? Absolutely. And there's no chance of us getting that. And I go, okay, well, like, we actually don't know that. Could you get the letter? I was actually probably very cross, to be quite honest, and then had to call up and apologize when I got home and realized she'd sent me a bunch of flowers. Felt like an absolute bitch. But anyway, and she was delighted as well. She didn't send the flowers in, in relation to that conversation. Just no, understand. They I mean, were it was, separate. But it was a 10 minute conversation. Like it was 10 minutes later that the flowers were here. No, no. But just so that our listeners know. She, like she wasn't like, they oh, were I had too a flight with my daughter. No. I must send her flowers. Unrelated. She's not that kind of person. Unrelated. So, so it was extra bad because she'd been thinking such nice things about me that she sent me a bunch of flowers. And then I was having a fight with her on the phone. Anyway. You bitch. I know. And I go, mom, like seriously, 
you know, we have to try what we like, whatever we can to try and get you over here. It's been too long. It's been nearly two years. She goes, well, I'm thinking I'll write to Joe. Maybe she meant Joe Duffy. She did not mean Joe Duffy. No, I, I said she didn't. No, she goes, the president. She goes, although probably he won't answer it. Probably like his secretary will read it. I'm like, why is it easier to write to Joe Biden than it is to ask your doctor for a letter? Yeah. But also, as you said, like, what would like do you think Joe Biden would say, OK, well, I can see here that you've got a letter from the embassy asking for X, Y, Z. Did you send them those things? She'd be like, ah, no, <laughs> exactly. that was too much work. I just thought I'd write to you. Yeah, exactly. Thought I'd write to you, Joe, because you're from Ireland. But also, I love how mom, like having seen, as you said, having seen us go through the rigmarole of applying for visas and the documentation that you need, she was like, oh, they've asked for a lot of stuff. Yeah. And most of it was from us. So yeah. I don't even know and what the problem grand. was. it was actually grand. It was just like, you write a letter explaining your circumstances. I write a letter. I get a letter from my doctor saying like, I am indeed pregnant and it would be great to have family here. I haven't you done know. mine yet. Yeah, I haven't done mine yet, even though I was given out to her. I haven't do done mine, mine yet either. But, <laughs> but that's because I'm like, but mom's I not going to do hers for weeks. I plan on doing it. Well, I did ask my doctor. Yeah, good job. Good job. Thanks. So all that to say, yeah, I, I don't think they would ever come and live here. I think it would, I just doesn't think it would make sense. Like they have such massive social circles friends dad's a member of SAC of course he is it's not SAC anymore it's Eilis oh what are you even are you even his daughter it's Irish Light Irish Light Aircraft Society 21 years Rosemary 21 years you know don't listen when dad talks he, didn't, he never talks to either he of doesn't us, talk to, to me fair. he doesn't text me and he doesn't reply to my text no he doesn't he doesn't text me either unless I send him pictures of baked goods or say something about Brandon or as in yesterday when I send an acronym that is actually a curse which I really enjoyed WTF mother writes back Pull it up there. Mother writes back, what does this mean? That was actually, actually very ridiculous. enjoyable. It was ridiculous. And my favourite was... But she knows what it means. My, Of course she does. Oh, she good. was just being facetious. She got she got more than she expected, I'll tell you. She goes, what's, what's WTF? Beatrice says, what's Tuesday for? Mom says, why try first? <laughs> I say, whose turn, father? Beatrice says, wet tight front bum. <laughs> I didn't say that. You did say that. Dad says, water the flowers. I, in response to Beatrice's wet tight front bump, said, Beatrice, honestly, why lower the tone? Beatrice says, why, thanks, friend. What's that for? Philip says, will this fit? I said, too far, Dad. Jesus. And a vomit emoji. And then Beatrice says, Rosemary, way too far. And that was the end of that. Yeah, and mom, like, didn't, didn't even answer again. She obviously no, just rolled she, her eyes and left. On. She, yeah, she went on to read the newspaper then. She's so annoying. So those are the only kinds of texts that will get any kind of engagement from dad. Yeah, a good pun. Yeah, so unless we get his green card, he's never going to talk to us again. We're never going to hear the sound of his dulcet tones again. And he's at home get, getting so thin that we oh, better get him over his here. cucumbers. Well, his clothes are falling off. We better get him over here pronto before he's, like, in no state to travel anymore. I forgot what he looks like. You know what's funny? Who was who was asking me the other day? Anyway, just like talking about emigrating and talking about moving over here. And I was saying to whoever I was talking to, I was like, if I had known, because when I came over, I was like, okay, I'm coming over on this O1 visa. What is this wisdom about to be? What is this wisdom? If, if you wait, I might get to finish it and tell you. I'm coming over on this O1 visa. It's a three-year visa. I'm dating this guy. Like, I'm going to do my writing from America. Let's see how it goes. It was very kind of open in my mind. And, and I probably assumed I would come home. You know what I mean? That I was like, I'll go over for a year or two. I'll end up back in Ireland. And also my original plan was I was like, going to come back in May for a friend's wedding. I was going to come back in September again. I was, mom and dad were going to come over for Christmas. If I had known that I wouldn't get home for now, it'll probably be two years minimum, really, because I won't want to fly. I basically won't want to go through an airport with COVID with a baby. Right. 
if somebody had said to me, okay, you can get this visa, you can go over, you can date this guy, you can do your writing, but you cannot come home for two years, I would never have come. And now, and oh, like now I'm so glad I did. Like, obviously, I'm so glad I did. So much has happened. Like, I'm so happy with where I am now. An award winning podcast. An award winning podcast. <laughs> what award? Listen, that's just the way the world works now. You oh, right. say it and that makes it oh, so. Yeah. An oh, award winning podcast. Yes, that's called manifesting. Yeah. We're manifesting. An award winning podcast, a to be best selling book, a genius baby. <laughs> A devoted, loving, and caring, and pampering husband. Okay, getting a bit carried Two away very now. well-behaved stepchildren. Oh, like a gorgeous new house. A dog whose toenails never, like, cut to the quick when he jumps up on you. <laughs> a cat who doesn't attack you. Oh yeah, yeah. C- cat who absolutely loves me and never tries to bite me. <laughs> All these things I would never have had. Hey, what about us? Oh yeah, you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You'd have none of those things. No, but also like an almost completed book. An almost, <laughs> yeah, an almost completed book. I would also not have like the great relationship that we now have, which like we've what, always, we've always had, had a good relationship, a but great like relationship. Yeah, but like I, we're, we're closer now than we ever have. I know because you've matured a lot since you came over here. <sighs> God, why? You were very, you were very frivolous before. You didn't understand real life. Now that you're here. And you have all the things that you mentioned a minute ago. <laughs> now you understand what it's like not to just be me, me, me. You were very frivolous before. Your nostrils are going 90. You <laughs> actually bog off. You're so annoying. But now you have to like put other people first. So you I understand. Really you understand the sacrifice involved. Oh my God, in should, being... have seen, should have seen the sulks the other day when I came down and realized the two kids had eaten my favorite cereal. Finished oh it. Oh my God. I was in a rage. Were you really? Well, I was because it was this like organic bran flakes that I read that they don't like. And they had asked for it for their breakfast and like their dad had just should just have known that they don't like it. So then they ended up with two big mushy bowls of it in the sink. Sounds like you did your favourite. Sounds gross. That was nice. I really like brown flakes. Anyway, the point is, yeah, like when I came, I never imagined that I would be coming. Did we say married? Did we say finally the ring on the finger? <laughs> no, we didn't. Finally, the ring on the finger. The, the signature on the certificate. Preg. Pregnant. Yeah. Well, I said with with a soon to be genius oh, baby. Oh, you did say that. You did say that, yeah. But yeah, and I, oh, 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 you know what it was? I was I was talking to Brandon's grandma about this because so we went over to his grandma's house to watch to who? Brandon's grandma. Well, his baba actually is what he calls her. Grandma is what grandma. you actually said. Grandma. Okay. Brandon's grandma. So we went over to watch. His cousin was in the Olympics. Very impressive. You wouldn't have impressive. You would very impressive athletic family. Exactly. That's <laughs> never before in my life. No. And, and never could have imagined it. But yeah, no, but I've, we can go ahead and play badminton in a minute. Oh, stop! I'm too pregnant, too too tired. Anyway, yeah, I was to, I was talking to his grandma and saying, like, I, this is dramatic, but like, I almost feel like it's in the olden days. You know, when like people would get the boat to America and know that they're never going home because it's too expensive and it's too long. And I'm like, I could never have done that because I because I always have felt like such a homebody and like oh, I can't be away from home for more than three months or six months Plus, or whatever. You've seen Titanic. Ah, uh, yeah, but like if if it was back in the olden days, I wouldn't have seen Titanic. Correct, but you have seen. I'm saying so. Of course, you couldn't go on one of those ships. Well, I was actually thinking of getting one of those ships over when I was looking into ways of getting Quill on over, because you can bring her over on the QE too, but it's ridiculously expensive. Oh, is it? God, that sounds nice though. I know it would be nice, wouldn't it? Would it? Very luxurious. Would I be getting sick? Well, hopefully not, and hopefully no icebergs. Well, I mean, touch wood, it'd be nice. Well, and climate change. Nice. Who knows? Probably icebergs all floating around now, ready to attack you. No, I think there's no icebergs now. 
That's the whole point. But aren't they like detached from the solid mass? They're probably floating around oh, ready I know to charge at any moment. Uh, what do they call them? Ice sheets or something? Ice floats. Is that a drink? That's a drink. Okay, okay. Keep going. We're, we're getting off on a very sorry, stupid Mr. tangent. Sorry, Mr. Corey. Very my, low my in geography. <laughs> my geography's left me. So, sorry, Miss Dempsey. <laughs> um, yeah, but... And like... In a way, it's been nice... Because I think if I had been going back home, home and back and home and back, I probably would be a lot more homesick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I'd probably go home for two weeks and be like, oh, delighted, delighted to see everyone and delighted to eat all the pastries. <laughs> and then I'd be back here going, oh, the shit bread. But you wouldn't be eating any of those things because you're saying if there was no pandemic. If there was no pandemic and I was able to go home, I got think it. it actually not being able to go home for the last year and a half has meant that I kind of had to settle in more and quicker you know what I mean I understand it's made you extend your Uthorard roots under Fort Wayne so now you are a homebody here versus a homebody there kind of yeah. yeah your home has your body has homed here yeah I think I've settled in a lot more than I would have if I was breaking up my time with going home um and also it's kind of because because when I first came over I was like oh my god I'll have to go home at least two if not three times a year whereas now I'm kind of like ah oh. I'll go home once or twice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel much more relaxed about it now in a weird way. That's not to say that I'm like, it's been great and I'm so glad I haven't been able to go home. But I suppose if I'm looking for the silver linings, those are they. And like, how do you feel? Like, you've been in America obviously way longer than me. Like, do you feel like this is your home now? Obviously not because you're still talking about going home. Yeah, I don't. And do you think you, like, have, do you think you ever have? Or do you think... Is it because you have never let yourself, do you know what I mean? Because you've always gone, I'm, you always have it in the back of your head that you're going to go home. No, I think the last couple of years have just been very polarizing, right, politically. And oh, yeah. we're living in the Midwest, which is definitely not a liberal enclave. Probably felt much more at home in New York where, I mean, honestly, you know, people talk about like, we lived in a bubble or like, those guys live in a bubble. I'm like, give, give me back my bubble quite happily. Yeah, I was happy living in my great. bubble. Yeah. Would you go so, back to New York? Um... No, probably not like with, with the kids, you know. I think it would be a lot of, like, it's easy to live here. It is very yeah. easy to live in Fort Wayne. I do like Fort Wayne, but I mean, I think just the, the pot, like the American politics, I miss, I miss the Irish humor. Mm-hmm. I miss, I miss Irish food. I miss Irish bread, which everybody's probably sick of us talking about. I miss mom and dad, you know, I miss, I really miss for my kids. I miss them having extended family. The family, yeah. Like Don and I were talking this morning because obviously now we don't know when mom and dad are going to come. Obviously we were hoping that they would be here Ideally, they will still be here before your baby arrives. We hope. We don't know. But I was really expecting them to be able to be here by August or September, mm-hmm. you know. And I was saying, this never occurred to me. I was saying to Don, like, when mom and dad, like, in 10 years time or, tw- well, 20 years time, in 20 years time when mom and dad, like, are not around anymore, just terrible thing to think about. But who do we, like, this will be our life. Do you know what I mean? And it feels not vast in terms of the people that we know in the social circle that we have mm. like I do have friends but I don't have, like not having family like I have you now which is very nice still kind of not used to that you know so yeah but having like ex- having extended family cousins you can drop into cups of tea that you can just say I'm coming over to you on a Saturday like my head's wrecked and I'm coming over yeah. or let's meet up for coffee let's like I miss that I miss Dublin I miss the culture of like the Irish culture it's very I miss the ability to drive places, you know, in an hour and be somewhere interesting. 
Well, not if you li- yeah, I mean from where well, from where we lived, but if you live in Dublin City Centre, you drive an hour, you're still in Dublin City Centre now. Yeah, but like you're probably still also somewhere interesting. Like there's stuff to do everywhere you go. Oh, yeah, Whereas yeah, here yeah, you could drive for five hours to get to like a cornfield in the middle yeah. of you know, I mean, Ohio. or, I mean, or, you know, somebody said something about Fort Wayne's great. Fort Wayne's amazing because we're two and a half hours away from lots of really interesting places. And I was like, two and a half hours. That's my summer holiday. That's the full drive. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like, I do like it. I appreciate all of the opportunity here and I appreciate, but I really miss the, like, it's, I felt the same living in Paris and Italy as well is there's just a shared culture that I don't understand, like that I don't have mm-hmm. access to, like that shared there, I think there is a word for it, but like there's a whole, especially in Italy, I felt like the in-jokes, the the shared cultural knowledge that you have from growing up as a baby, yeah. you don't have. Like my kids, I watched, uh, it's called Song of the Sea. Is that that really mm-hmm. adorable cartoon mm-hmm. that I cried so hard? Of course. Can barely believe it. I know. <laughs> I cried so hard. I watched with my kids and like every time they, one of them would be like, I need popcorn, I need to go to the toilet. I was like, Sit down and embrace your heritage (laughs) but like at the end of it I went off on a big buying spree of like books about Irish lore and Irish culture because I'm like they don't understand that they don't have that they don't like we just understand who is Cucullin who is Satanta like we understand all those things and they're all references that when you read even the newspaper like Mm -hmm. all these references are alluded to like not necessarily those specific ones but like the culture of being Irish that even if you move somewhere when you're 20 you can't immerse yourself in that like that's by osmosis you've learned those things you know it's yeah from growing up yeah and so I'm I'm sad about that for my kids like that they don't have that they could still have it but they don't have it now maybe I should be doing a better job giving it to them then I wonder like dancing at what age like if if you moved home to Ireland in the next five years will Nash always feel like he's American, probably. Yeah, I know. And well, I think that's one of the big things. I mean, I think it depends like how immersed, how much he enjoys Ireland, how yeah, yeah. how much he enjoys. I think he would really enjoy being with his cousins. And like there are a lot of cousins his age or a little bit older, you know? Well, so, his, his first, his cousins once removed yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah like, but the extended family. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but I think, yeah, there's a certain tipping point. What is that threshold? I'd actually love if anybody has any thoughts on that. If anybody has lived abroad with, you know, their kids yeah. and moved home I, I think there's a moment where I'm like I don't want him I don't want to it would be pointless to move to Ireland and have Nash going like I just can't wait to be moving back to the States I know yeah uh, which like I think when he's like 15, 16 mm-hmm. that probably will be what will yeah so like I was even thinking about going to secondary school can you join mid mid secondary school like would it just be too hard to pick up like what's going on in biology what is going on oh, in this yeah. geography like it's an entirely different curriculum he wouldn't have to do Irish that'd be an advantage for would he not no if if if, if you are if you've lived in a foreign country up to a certain point you're, you 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 get an exemption oh really yeah there was an english girl in our secondary school who joined like at one point and didn't have to do irish oh which like thank god because like not thank god like i'd love him to learn irish but imagine how hard it would be yeah to but go then if he ever wants nothing. to be a teacher or a policeman he has to do it anyway doesn't he do you he, know what he, he no he doesn't have to do it for the guards anymore because you can oh, be uh you can be born in a different country and become a guard now oh that's good so you don't have to do the well, irish but to be a teacher yeah I'm only saying this because like he announced the other day, yesterday actually, that he's thinking of going to college, which is the first time ever. I thought he told someone he was going to Yale recently. No, he told, yeah, he told a friend of his he was going to Harvard and I was like, are you? Because I'm not saving for that. So maybe, maybe he'll get a sports scholarship. He's getting good at the badminton. (laughs) He's a very good swimmer. Oh yeah, yeah, he will. I'm not sure. Well, like he's a good swimmer, but I don't think he's going to get into college on a scholarship on the the current, the current swimming levels. He's going to do lessons. That's all I mean. What? 
Are you going to be this encouraging with your own child? Yeah. God, it's great. It's really, really encouraging. Thanks no, for I'm that. No, I'm going to be like, you're going to Indiana. You're going to IU. Because Well, cause you could move cheaper. back to Ireland. Would yeah. you move back to Ireland? I know Brandon has kids, but like assuming they're grown up, you know, because I mean, the thing is, the reality is like we talk about our kids this way, but by the time your kid is, is older, like they'll be, have flown the nest. They could be living in Europe for all you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, He's very attached to his family though. He, yeah, he is very, but I mean, like, boo-hoo, I'm very attached to my family. <laughs> we could go and live in my family for a while. <laughs> That's true. You could go for a while. You don't have to go yeah, forever. Yeah, I mean, I talk about it sometimes and I'm like, when the kids are 18 now. We'll, we'll like go back to Ireland. Like I think he's open to it that he'd be like, I'll go back for, you know, like I'd go for a couple of years and see if we like it. But I think because he's from Fort Wayne and it's, I mean, I'm thinking of the practical things. There's such a low cost of living here. I think that would be a huge culture shock. That would be, be a, a shock. huge shock for the two of us. Um, and the minute petrol goes up by one penny, every American like freaks out and I'm going. Know, his dad was just talking about that the other day. It's literally like the gas prices. a fraction. Of, what is it? A I quarter know. of the cost of like oh my God, filling up your. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Your car here. I think I, I mean, this just shows now what a bad environmentalist I am. I pay the same amount to fill up my 5.5 litre car here that I did to fill up my 1.2 at home. Like it's, the difference is staggering. Yeah. So I think that kind of stuff, like depending on, I mean, listen, ideally in 10 years time, 12 years time, which is when the kids will be 18, our podcast will be earning us my favourite murder levels of money. In which case, we won't need to worry about the cost of living anywhere, really. In which case, I'll definitely move back home and I'll be able to do Vicar Street all by myself. We'll, we'll, we'll zoom you in on a big screen. I'll be a holograph. Yeah. A holograph? Hologram. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What's wrong with that? I'll be a hologram. God, you'd be a gas hologram. Can you imagine? I'd walk through you every second just for the laugh. Oh, that would be so annoying. I'd be mid-sentence and you'd be like, ha <laughs> yeah so I think I think he would be open to living in Ireland for a while but yeah I think he is very I mean like he's not very American in that like America's the best country in the world I love America in the way that like I feel like a lot of his friends are and a lot of people I've met here are like America's the greatest place on earth and you're like that's the biggest trick that they've American exceptionalism I do wonder though what makes people feel settled like what would because I do I do wonder if I went back to Ireland, would I be looking to move again in five mm. years? Like we've been, we've, I've been, I haven't had like a place that I've stayed a very long time. This is the longest I've stayed since I was yeah. 21. And I really, I do actually really like it. I really like, you know, my house. I really like the fact that you are here. I like all my friends. I like my job. But I suppose I, these kind of existential questions of like, what's it all about? Do you know, what's life yeah. all about? Especially with an event like the pandemic makes you think, what are you valuing? What are you caring about? You know, and I think how, but if, but I worry that if I went back to Ireland, would I be in five years time going, okay, what's next? Like, yeah. I don't know how I feel, how I, how I, Don and I become rooted somewhere anymore. I do have I a very, what mean, yeah. what's the word? Like a, a restlessness. Like, have you just become a kind of a nomadic like, do you just living a nomadic life, even, you know, in your head, like theoretically? Yeah. Like, I have a friend who lived in the Middle East for, I think, 10 or 12 years and then moved home. She was essentially like, you know, I really miss home and, and she has a son and she was like, I really want him to be at home. Kind of like all the things you're saying. And they moved home and they were at home for about a year. And then I think they went back to the Middle East. But the, 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 I think they basically came home and they they thought... I mean, I'm putting words in her mouth now, but I think, you know, she was like, we'll come home and we'll have family, we'll have friends and we'll have this. And she was like, but actually, 
her fa- like some of her family's in Galway, some of her family's in Cork. A lot of her friends are in different areas. They all have their own lives. Everybody's very busy. And she was like, we actually didn't have as great a social life as I thought we would. And she had she enjoyed it more in the Middle East because they kind of lived in compounds. So there was more of a social life around that with expats, if you know what I mean. So they left and went back to the Middle East, but I think they were there less than a year. And now they're back in Ireland, apparently for good. Oh, so they kind of had a bit of a, you know, like, oh, we want to be home, but it's not actually, it doesn't feel as much like home as I thought it would. So we'll go back. But then actually, no, I still miss home. So I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. Like, I don't know what they'll do next. But I wonder, like, can you then settle after so long of kind of moving around? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do wonder, I don't know that I have an idea of what it would be like anymore. You know, I think I'm it might be better to go back now with the kids, et cetera, because I'm, I don't have the same expectations. Like I know my friends are all living in different places and mm-hmm. have their own lives. Whereas I think when I was probably in my twenties, I want, I would have expected to come back and slot right in yeah. to the way it was. Whereas now I don't know that I have those expectations. I think I'm more like, what would it be like? Where, where would I yeah, go? I also, what, what would I do? You know, what job would I have, et cetera? Oh my God, you could flip houses. That'd probably be very lucrative in Ireland right now. It's also very expensive to do. Oh, very expensive. Yeah, you're right. And let's say all the contractors are like, Ara, no, I'm booked out till 2024. Probably, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I, it's more for the, it's more for the connectivity of the people and mm-hmm. obviously the sense of humor is gas. But you know what? That's interesting that like the kind of sense of Irishness is so important. And yet you've never really thought that out in America. Sure you haven't, like, as in you haven't ever really joined any like Irish clubs or like tried to meet up with the Irish community in certain areas or like neither of us have, I remember somebody telling me that there's an Irish barman who works in J.K. O'Donnell's and I was like, I'm not going like to find him. Do you know what I mean? Well, I did work in the Irish pub in Milan and I loved it, but only Milanese, only Italian people went there, right? Oh yeah. Um, so I, so it was grand because I was actually like an authentic Irish person for the Italians to enjoy. <laughs> But I, I suppose I've always felt like I, there there was a big Irish community in New York. Yeah. But I didn't really like, I mean, lots of people were very involved in that, you know. And I mean, yeah. I had Irish friends in New York and they would do a lot of these Irish community things and hang out with a lot of predominantly Irish people. But I mean, I suppose I always felt like, what's the point? I should then, why am I here having a, a an American experience if I'm going to hang out with Irish people? I mean... Like I said, I did have Irish friends. Obviously, yeah, Julie's yeah, Irish, loads, you know. Yeah. I had lots of Irish friends, but I didn't do Irish-themed things with them, whereas yeah. a lot of them did join Irish collectives or, like, celebrate yeah. Irish events or were really involved in, like, doing things around Irish holidays. And around and, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. And, like, I follow some people who live in New York who've, like, joined the GAA clubs in New York. Now, I know that would never be us anyway. <laughs> Especially not at my advanced age. I'd be afraid I'd hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was... I always have wanted to... I've always been very focused on like, what's the culture of the place you're in? You know, who are the people who are actually from here? Because it's kind of, I suppose there's that curiosity of like understanding other cultures, but that I think has then led me around to like, I'll never fully understand them. And I'm always slightly other. And I suppose that sense of belonging of like, is, is what I think I'm, I've missed all, like I've missed out, I've missed all these years. Mm -hmm. But again, this is why I'm so good at, like, when I'm I'm belonging already, I'm saying garage, I'm saying trash. You are, you are. But then am I, am I going to inflict on my children the same sense of not belonging? But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably talking to myself, like, our kids have moved around too, so they haven't. Yeah. And with the last year, we've been all at home. I'd say now with, so Chance starting school this year, Bo is in 
the equivalent of first class. So they're still very young. Mm-hmm. It's more Nash is going into fifth class. And I think that's the one that, like, he's the one that if it doesn't happen soon enough, like in the next three years, it'll kind be of thing, harder for him. It'll be much harder. I mean, I think at the beginning of secondary school, it's still fine. Like you could, you know, those six years are pretty formative. And if you're in Ireland for that, but I mean, again, who knows? I It's my, it's my dream. And I just don't know if I can, because I mean, you have to take into account the practicalities of like, what would we do there? You yeah. know, Don's job's very specific. My job is very specific. Yeah, it has and to there, make are, sense. there are fewer opportunities because mm-hmm. it's a smaller country and the industry isn't as big there. So I know you asked, how would I feel if you moved home? How would you feel if you moved home and I stayed here? I mean, I'd feel guilty, right? I would feel guilty, but I also would feel like this is what we did for 20 years. Mm. And it's not like I'd be abandoning you. You're happy and you have a family and you have... You're going to have a gorgeous baby. So, but I'd miss you also because it's like flying here is incredibly inconvenient. Mm. <laughs> what if he's not a, what if he's a cret? He won't be a cret. He'll be a cret on occasion. Oh He'll be grand. God. Well, how would you feel? Um, I mean, I joke about it and I'm like, oh my God, I'd be raging. She's not allowed to move home. I'm making a face like, I don't care. But it's not at all that I don't care. I understand that that's something that you have always kind of talked about potentially wanting to do eventually. It would be a cruel irony. Yeah, but also, I mean, I guess I really have to remind myself, like, I came here because of you, right? Because you were here and you were like, why don't you apply? Why don't you come in here for a while? But at the same time, I have to remind myself I didn't come here for you. You but know you, what I mean? Oh, you didn't come here. You didn't really become here. You came here because I was here and it was convenient. Yes, it was, yeah, it was yeah. something to but do. But that's what I mean. Like, like I'm like, if you hadn't been here, I wouldn't have come anywhere, really. Or like, if I had come to, but I would never have come to America. But if I had come to America, I would have gone to somewhere else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Fort Wayne would not have been. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Like, but I mean, I've been gone for 20 years and you didn't. No, of course. You know, you didn't join me. Like, so. No, so, so it was just like a, a kind of a synchronicity of circumstances and like different things. Very nice. Thanks. Maybe that's what I should call my book. Yeah, so I guess, like, I wouldn't be annoyed. Like, I would be devastated. Do you know what I mean? Initially. But then you'd be like... And then I think I'd be like, there's just another person at home that I love and I have to see when I go home. But you'd also be like, I have... I don't have to do her laundry. Don't have to keep doing all these errands for her. Don't have to keep doing her hair appointments. She's not annoying me anymore with all these things, right? The hair appointments are ridiculous. Well, actually, I have a hair appointment next Wednesday that I might need you to reschedule for me. I love you. But also we'd be doing our podcast, so we'd still have these chats on a weekly basis. Sorry, but I'd also be like, I don't have access to a pool. Oh yeah, that'd be a bummer. I can't go to Target with Sister War books. Sometimes she takes me to Target and she buys me things. Because you're my little sister. I know, and I wouldn't be able to do that anymore. I'd have to come home and go to Pennies. <laughs> which I'd actually be delighted to <laughs> I'd be sending do, you stuff like, from Pennies. The dream. I'd also be editing mother's parcels to you. I actually said to mom the other day that if she was going to Penny's and I sent her like a picture of a pair of shoes that I'd seen in a magazine. I was like, we see these in Penny's, will you get them for me and Beatrice? Like, you know, get us each pair in different colours. She goes, oh, I went into Penny's this morning. They didn't have those shoes. What about these ones? Monstrous. Monstrous. Not even remotely the same. I know, I know. But listen, Beatrice, I saved us both. I was like, So ungrateful. You're a personal shopper. Uh, Yeah, what can I say? It's like sending stuff back to um, Stitch Fix. What was she thinking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to give very stern feedback. Oh, did you? Yeah, but like, I literally asked for, I literally asked for floaty dresses and you sent me jeans. (laughs) What were you thinking? It's summer in Indiana. I'm roasting. I'm pregnant. Well, actually, there's another one. The weather. Oh, yeah. I have not lived in Irish weather. Now, Dallas was way too hot. I hated that. I like living somewhere that has the seasons, right? But 
does Ireland have the seasons or no. is it just one rainy season? Well, it's roasting right this summer. It was. It's, it's not roasting anymore, but yes. Yeah, it definitely has like a slightly sunny spring rainy season, occasionally sunny. And then it has like rainy and grey for about six months. Yeah, but I would that bother me? You know what the problem is? The rain in Ireland isn't even the problem, it's the wind. Because the rain you can That's cope true. with with an umbrella. But your umbrellas get destroyed the minute you step out the door. So you have to wear like a raincoat and you just get, re- like you get destroyed. Do you mean because it's so windy? Do you know what I was going to say just thinking about that petrol comment though is that the reason everybody here is so obsessed with petrol is also because they do not use com- like public transport. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean in the big cities, yes. But here everybody drives everywhere, everywhere. by themselves. Yeah. There is no bus route. There's no... Like, there's no subway, there's no train, there's no Lewis, there's no tram. And there's also not really a culture of, let's go in one car. Everybody just drives individually from practically the same housing estate. That's funny, because I said to Kerry the other day, who's just lives around the corner and and works in my office, and she's she's just moved here, so she doesn't have her own car yet. And I said, when you get your car, we should carpool. Like, she could pick me up. Yeah. And... Or I could pick her up, you know, we take turns. But then I was like, but I'm kind of like, it's my 12 minutes of just being alone yeah. in the day. So maybe I need to keep and it. And also you don't need to bother because the petrol's so cheap. Yeah, but that's not a reason to do it, right? It's more like, you can like do your bit for the environment. But, but I was thinking it was kind of, a, it was a weird suggestion. But I, I do think that lends though to the sense of community or, you know, that everybody's very isolated. And that's yeah. what I didn't like about Dallas either, is that when we lived in Dallas, go to work, you drive to work, you drive home. You would park your car, you'd, you'd arrive there, click the button, the garage would go up, you go into your house, you're in your little box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave. Like, unless you're, I mean, we had, ba- you know, little babies. So unless you're the member of some thing where you go and see people. But, like, I'd go for a walk around the neighborhood, nobody's out walking. Yeah, Nobody yeah. was anywhere to be seen. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was in Dublin and I would commute, you'd see this, you'd like, like that, you'd see the same people on the bus. I remember I used to see this woman waiting for the bus every morning when we'd end up having these, like, ridiculous chats. Just this, like, older woman who who live near me, but you do, yeah, like you get to recognize people and you know, like even as well, you know what I miss? I miss like small shops where you're like, I know the person in the vegetable shop. I know her name's Mary and like, I'll chat to her and she'll tell me if the strawberries are shit. You know what I mean? Or when I say, where are these strawberries from? She'll go, do you want them or not? Which was her other favorite thing. Nice. <laughs> I know. Um, But yeah, you do get a sense of like, we all live here and yeah, we're but you all get a part sense of, this. of Yeah, you get a sense of being part of a throng of people, which like probably is not good now in COVID. But <laughs> but I mean, there is a sense of like, you know, community being bigger than just the individual self. And I feel like there's also the context, like you look around, you go, oh, you know, there's different people are different. There's sort of a, there's sort of a, an, an awareness that there that there are other experiences, that there are other people, that not everybody's the same, not mm. everybody goes the same place. Whereas by only living in your own bubble and like by deliberately only traveling to the friend's house or to the people who you get on with, you don't kind of have that exposure. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like in, in New York, that was part of it. Like you were exposed to a lot more cross sections of people. Whereas when you're only driving back and forth to your job and your own house and your own friends, it's very kind of... Insular? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think it does make you more, like it makes you more tolerant as well, which is probably something that... Well, I have noticed, I mean, I went to Atlanta for work there a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, I don't know if it's part of everybody's been used to being by themselves and having their things on their own schedule, their own way, etc. Everybody was extremely impatient. 
like extremely rude. Like at the at the check in at the hotel, one woman was at the very back, nearly freaked when somebody she thought somebody had cut through the line, which they had not, and then started screaming, "I need my hair dryer!" <laughs> what? I know you're like, okay, we're all waiting for a room. If you've got a room, if you got if you're only missing a hair dryer, you've got a room. Go Just back to your, your room. room and call them. Yeah, go back to your room and chill it. You know, but everybody's like lost the ability to socialize. And I think that's an element also of this insularity. Yeah, yeah. That everybody's just now living kind of very self-obsessed. And I think that is also, though, part of the the difference in Ireland is that like you you said, you know, the cost of living is much higher. But so many things that you have to pay for here yeah. are paid for there. Like yeah. you don't realize that you don't have the same concern about like if something bad happens. You know what? I was actually thinking earlier because I have this really bad pain in my ribs and I was joking about it and going, oh my God, maybe the baby's broken my ribs. And then I was suddenly like, well, I can't go to hospital anyway because we're uninsured until the 1st of September. I was like, so I just have to suck it up for the month of August and then go. Like, if I yeah. did think it was broken. And that's mad. And but like, that's the mentality of like yeah. uh, the vast majority of Americans, right? Yeah, because like, it has to be. Like, I can't afford to go yeah. and get this looked at because Which even just crazy. going to the ER, going to the emergency room for anything, even with insurance, is a thousand dollar bill. Yeah. Well, like like my my prenatal appointments now are something like $500 a piece. Now, I only have three or four of them in the uninsured period and then we'll be insured again from September. But like, it's still. Yeah, because I was talking about this with Don. I was saying, you know, in Ireland and in Europe, like you don't see such discrepancies of wealth. Like you don't see so many extremely wealthy people and so yeah. many extremely, you know, poor people. But you see, everybody kind of lives in this sphere of pretty pretty similar like there's a range you know but everybody kind of lives in that range and then mm. there are a couple of people who are extremely wealthy yeah. or who inherited it or who like who started a business and were extremely successful and they're yeah they're the exception you know but they're kind of a handful of people but in america there's like there's these vast gulfs of wealth and like wealth that you know you can you couldn't ever achieve as somebody just with a job in ireland like those salaries don't exist you know yeah. but i was saying to don but in a way while the cost of living is higher and I'm not trying to oversimplify and I'm sure it's, I, I know it like the cost of living is actually ridiculously high, right? But you do get so much back, you know, or at least so much, there's so much of a, there's something that you're getting back, like education, you know, sec, like third level education. Yeah. Like you have these things, you don't, these massive outlays here are not part of the consideration. Yeah, I think, I think there's a sense in Ireland and like in a lot of European countries where they have kind of a socialized democracy that you'll be looked after to a certain extent. I mean, and, and I know some people yes. fall through the cracks. And well, and obviously people... we're seeing like a lot of it is falling through right now, especially, you know, and like with the home situation, with housing, with housing, housing yeah. et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But but for the main part, like the imagine what the situation would be like here with none of those safety cushions, you know? Yeah, so much worse. So having said that, why would either of us want to stay? We should just be straight back on the boat. Uh, Not the QE2, just the boat. <laughs> to Ireland. God, what that's depressing. Why do I want to stay now? When well, my oh, husband you're I delighted. love. The weather's I nice. Got the weather pool. is nice, got a pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I do like I mean, people keep telling me about how once I have the baby and I'm going out for walks with my buggy and I'm like, lol, joke's on you because as soon as it starts snowing, I'll be going nowhere. Uh, also, you love DoorDash. You can order DoorDash. anything you want. Yeah, but I had delivery at home, so that was, that was just as good. Yeah, but and you can I order anything. You can order Target to your I door. I know, yeah. I, I tried to order cereal the other day and then I decided to just get up and drive the three minutes to the shop. You would have been proud of me. I am proud of you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. The conclusion of which is Beatrice is hoping to be home. I'm hoping to be home for several visits. I need to go to Bread 41. I mean, that's not the most important thing in the world. We're all hoping to see our parents someday soon. Mm -hmm. 
if you're considering emigrating, I hope that, I don't know, I hope that this helped give you a perspective on what it's like to be here for a short time from me and then to be here for a long time from B and helps you think about what you might miss and maybe what you mightn't. Yeah, we will catch you next time for another stunning episode of Not Without My Sister. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.